I have a problem, and it's a new problem, and it's not one that I know what to do with. Because since I've started doing real wordy, all I want to do is write. Like, seriously, all I want to do is write. I'm sitting here all day getting ready to do this episode of the podcast, and I didn't want to do it because I could be writing right now, and I just wanted to write. This is a new problem that isn't really a problem, maybe, but I want to talk about it on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? It is your Auntie Charlie, as a lot of you have started calling me. Hi, my name is Charlie. You might know me better as Sci-Fi Fantasy Writer C.E. Dorset, and the writer part is really taking over my brain. Okay, so this isn't really a problem, but it's kind of a problem because I do like YouTube videos and streams and I do these podcasts, and my brain is turning off all the parts of it that are not story mode. Like, to the point where I don't want to watch TV, movies, I don't want to play games, I don't want to listen to music. I kind of only want to sit and write. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I've never been in this place before. I really have never been in this place before. Because usually I get to the point where I'm writing on a schedule and my brain rebels and tells me, oh, you think I'm going to be doing a schedule? I'm so not doing a schedule. I don't like your schedule. Why are you doing this to me? And I have to tell it, look, we're going to be doing this because it's what we need to do. So I haven't really set a schedule, which is probably why my brain hasn't rebelled yet. For anything other than the podcast and the videos. So naturally, naturally, the brain has decided, <laughs> no, we're not going to do anything. We have stories. Don't you understand? The dragon needs an answer. The dragon has a very important question and they haven't gotten an answer yet. You have, he needs an answer. Give him an answer. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think this is my own fault. I think this is my own fault because... When I started this project, like before Millwordy, when I actually started working in the manner I'm working right now, my goal was to be my own self-entertainment and to tell stories that I was interested in with characters and situations that I cared about. And in a way, I feel like I have succeeded greater than I ever could have imagined. Because it's all I can think about. It's all that I want to do. It's all that I can have going through my brain. Is, oh, so what about this character? What about that character? And it doesn't help that I gave myself several settings in which to write. Because now I find myself going, 
Uh, I'm kind of tired with what's going on on the sci-fi channel, and I just flip over to the, the dark urban fantasy. And I write over there. And I actually have two series going over there right now, and actually a third one in development. And it's like, I'm kind of bored with this now. And so I flip back over to sci-fi, and I've got like three in development over there. And so I have stuff to be doing. Always, constantly, just <laughs> moving back and forth and back and forth. And so I have, by allowing myself to work on multiple projects and to focus the projects on topics that I am personally interested in, to this degree, it's seriously all I want to do. And I don't know what to do with the rest of my time. Because I can't write constantly. I mean, I cannot write constantly. I need downtime. But my downtime is now all about story. I honestly debated whether or not I was even going to talk about it on today's Fiction Friday episode of the podcast. Because it sounds like I'm bragging. It really honestly sounds like I'm bragging. Like, yes, all I want to do is write. All I want to do is tell my story. And I know a lot of people feel that way, but... I have the privilege of actually doing it, and I'm getting like crazy amounts done. I've started printing out completed novellas so the hubby can know what's done and ready to read and doesn't have to decipher all the crazy folders and Scrivener projects and understand my own spooky ways. He can just pick up one and be like, I'm going to read this one now. And also, it's really cool to see this giant stack of paper rising over there, because, you know, I'm going to be finishing the third novella soon, so I get to print it out and add it on top. And then there's going to be another one, and then another one, and then another one. And I'm kind of okay with it. But at the same time, I am a little concerned. Because I need to have downtime. <sighs> I mean, this really is a problem. For those of us who are constantly working on our fiction, I know it can be obsessive. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm quite to that point yet, but I do find myself thinking about it all the time. And even when the hubby talks me into watching a show or a movie, sometimes I pull out my laptop and I just continue working. Sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. And that's not healthy. Look, I'm all about us getting our million words. The Millwordy Challenge is real, but we need to be healthy about it. It's only September. I can't burn myself out in September and then spend the rest of the year trying to get my mojo back. That is not a thing that I can let happen, and it's something that you have to be careful not to let happen to you either. So, why is this happening? I have a diagnosis, and it is simply the fact that I am kind of writing my own fanfiction. I have created settings that I really love, and they are inspired by a lot of things that I really like. And so in a way, I, I've kind of created a fanfiction loop for myself that I want to know more about these characters, I want to know more about these worlds, and I always want to be in them. And the methodologies that I've developed have been helping me actually produce stories. 
We will see as this project continues how many of those are human readable by people that are not me, because I still have my doubts. But at least the the samples that I have put out into the world for alphas and to read, I, I've gotten good feedback on. But this seems to be the answer to the writer's block problem. Because previously I was I was super blocked. And yes, some of that was the depression, some of that was the dysphoria, some of that was the anxiety, and all of that is gone. But also, I continuously worried about whether the market would sustain the kinds of stories I wanted to write, whether market forces would work against me, should I be doing a vampire novel because new... What is it? New Moon? No, not New Moon. Then the, the new Twilight book. I can't remember the name because I don't keep up with it, and that's okay. But the new Twilight book is coming out, so vampires might become a thing again. So should I be focusing on a more traditional vampire book? I'm not thinking like that anymore. And that is overly liberating. I'm going to say the least shocking thing that I've probably ever said on this entire podcast Writers are writers' worst enemies. It's not the critics, it's not the fans, it's not the trolls, it's us. And we're either beating ourselves up for not hitting our goals, or we're chastising ourselves for the ideas that we have and not allowing our free creativity to flow. And thus, our production dwindles to nothing. And then we get mad at ourselves for not having good production, and we start the cycle all over again. It's a wonderful, self-perpetuating, infinite loop. And we have to break it. We have to break it. And so I kind of want to try to start some kind of a project for us writers to hold each other accountable. Not like in the way that we are with our other projects, like are you getting it done or not, but on how we treat ourselves. So it's halfway through September, halfway through September, the Millwordy Challenge, if you joined it with the rest of us, started on September 1st, and people are honest to God already, already saying, I've completely failed. It's September. Like we have 11 and a half months. 11 and a half months. Not, that's, that's so close, we can just round it up to a year. Just round it up to a year. We have 11 and a half months yet to go. You don't know if you're going to succeed or fail. I don't know if I'm going to succeed or fail. I've written over 65K so far. Here, let me actually look at this. Now, this is not completely up to date because I've got numbers that I haven't put in here, but... As of the most recent run of my spreadsheet, I've written 66,000 words this September already. I have that many words banked in various projects here, there, and yonder that I do for creative purposes. Okay? Okay. Yay. That sounds great. 80, what is it? 83,334 words a month is a millwordy. Yay. That's great. That's wonderful. But, this is the but. This is a big but. That doesn't mean I'm going to be doing that for the next 11 months. It, that doesn't mean that at all. We, as human beings, have this 
horrible, horrible permanence problem. We look at the world and go, the way it is now is the way it has always been and the way it always has been and the way it always shall be. When that is almost never the case. And I say almost never because, you know, sunrise, sunfall, rain comes and goes. Some things are kind of, you know, semi-permanent. But, you know, eventually the sun's going to turn into a red dwarf. I mean, a red giant, and it's going to burn the planet up, and it's just going to be vapor here, and there's going to be no more sunrise, sunset, and all that. It's all going to end. Everything's going to end. Nothing is permanent. So, if you are doing good now, like I am, hopefully, hopefully, we will continue to be doing good later. If you're not doing good now, you might have, like, a crazy month and get caught up. We have to stop being mean to each other, and we need to start, like, in the nicest possible way, calling people out when they're doing this. And I don't mean, like, dragging people and yelling at people, because that solves nothing. But we need to be supportive. Look, it's a long haul. We all are in this for the marathon, and that's whether you're doing the word or you're not. Writing is a marathon. You're going to go through the arduous task of writing a book. That's followed by the arduous task of editing a book. And that is followed by the arduous task of promoting a book. And you know what happens during all that? You start writing the next one so the cycle can continue. That is writing. That is writing life. That's what this is all about. So no, I am not interested in exactly how you think you are perpetually going to do for the next 12 months and you should not be either we need to bring some sanity and some healthy thoughts into this community because if we're going to build a community if we're going to actually come together as writers and support each other for mutual benefit a big part of that has to be for us to be honest with each other and to say that we're not going to put up with this crap, that we're not going to put up with this crap, that we are going to maintain our minds. We're going to make sure that we are telling our stories and doing it in a healthy way. We're taking care of our wrists. We're taking care of our health. We're taking care of our sanity. That We're taking care of ourselves and each other. Because this unhealthy mindset has to end. And I know I am sounding like a broken record. I talk about this almost every week on the podcast. I've been doing videos about it on the YouTube. But I'm small. (laughs) I think that's my problem. Is like, I'm small and the message is just trickling out into the wider community. And so I feel like I have to keep saying it because people aren't getting it. But people aren't getting it. And yeah, look take care of one another please everybody likes to talk about the drama and let's face it the drama's the fun stuff to talk about and I am not going to call anybody out for uh, some of the things that they've been doing lately but we are here to support one another. That is the point, purpose, and function of everything that we're doing. So how can we support each other? 
One, trying to keep each other's spirits up. Like, that is such a huge part of this job. If you want to be writing, if you want to be creative, there's a certain level of the funk that you got to be careful not to allow into your life. Because when it gets a little bit too strong, it dampens your creativity. It dampens your imagination, and it keeps you from being able to get the words done. So finding ways to keep each other's spirits up is huge. We have to constantly be working to keep our own self good and to keep the community strong, to keep the community healthy. And no, this is not another thing to stress out about. Look, people are going to do whatever they're going to do. You have no power or authority over other people. Because trust me, if I did, if I did, everybody would be wearing a mask right now and would be staying six feet apart from each other. We would not be sending people to college. We would not be sending people to school. We would be in our little houses taking care of ourselves so we can let this fire burn out. But, you know, I'm not in charge of the world. And the world is on fire. And it would probably burn a lot hotter if I was in charge because, you know, I'm bad at things. But don't take it on yourself to think that you are responsible for the well-being of others because we're not. What we are responsible for is how we interact with them and how we interact with ourselves. Look, everybody's going to be having a different experience. You have to go into this by honoring that. Some people struggle to get 10, 15 words. Other people get a thousand words in the same amount of time. All of it is progress. All of it is good. Celebrate. Celebrate. Find ways to make each other laugh. Be good to each other. I really feel like I shouldn't have to explain this. And to a lot of you guys, I am probably preaching to the choir because, and I hate to say this because it always sounds like I'm just like fluffing up my own audience, but you guys are some of the greatest people that I've ever interacted with. And thank you for that. I mean, you are already so caring and supportive, but this is about getting the message out to more people about knowing what we are capable of doing. Look, I'm not going to name names, even though I really want to, but there's a certain somebody who notices when I'm not feeling good and DMs me memes that they know will make me happy. There are a couple people that do that. Like, they do it completely on the DL. Nobody knows that they're doing it. That's why I'm not outing them. And it makes my day because they just noticed, hey, Charlie's not feeling well. I know something something that'll make Charlie feel better. Here you go. And they cheer me up. That's great. And I try to do that for other people, but I'm bad at it and I'm trying to get better. But that's what I'm talking about when I say we need to take care of one another. If we're just looking out for ourselves, if we're just looking out for our own welfare and neglecting that of our fellows in this community, then we can't be surprised when the community goes toxic. We just can't. We have to be the people we want to see in the community. And honestly, while I'm like not like pro-shame, there's nothing more shaming to somebody than when they are out-gooded on things. 
Because we all like to think that we're the hero of our own stories, and then when we see actual heroes, actual good people in action, it does something in our minds. It makes us, it does actually make us start questioning whether or not we're actually the hero of the story or not. And so that's what we have to do. Be that hero. Be that person in chat that is supporting other people. Be that person in the discords that's supporting your fellow writers, your fellow world builders, your fellow creatives. Offering help where you can and not overexerting yourself on any of it. That's how we make this a better place. Look, productivity is a long haul. It's a long game. It is that thing that we stretch for out into the distance that we hope to arrive at. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, productivity has started meaning short-term gains. Short-term gains are not productive. Do I need to say that again? Short-term gains are not productive. They feel like they are, but they're not. I'm actually a little freaked out about how well I'm doing with the Smilwordy. Because I'm afraid I'm going to burn myself out before I get really into the meat of it. Like I said, we have 11 and a half months left. Being successful in the short term does not guarantee lifelong success. And that's what all of us want. If you want to live in a creative economy, you have to realize that you are going to be making your own stories, your own everything, for an extended period of time. And so you have to prepare for that. You have to look at this as a long-haul opportunity. And the reason I keep obsessing over this idea that I'm trying to build up my backlist is because I have so many stories in my head that I have not told or I have not told well over the years that I want to make it right. I want to put them out into the universe in a way that I am personally proud of. And that, my friends, is a powerful thing. Because remember, if you're not proud of your own work, you're not going to be promoting it. If you're not happy with your work, you're not going to be promoting it. You have to take care of yourself to the point where you can look honestly and see the faults that you need to fix in your work, but at the same time, see it as the glorious gift that it is. It is your creativity, warts and all. It is your weirdness. It is your strangeness. And accept and embrace that and be willing to put it out into the universe. Because we don't need more samey-samey. Look, I could write Star Wars. I could easily just write a Star Wars clone. It would not be a hard thing for me to do. I love Star Wars. I know it inside and out. But I don't want to write a Star Wars clone. So I have to embrace my weirdness. I have to embrace my eccentricities and make my stories something unique to me. And that's also a market advantage. Because if you like Star Wars, you probably like my stuff. But my stuff is different enough that if you're kind of burned out on Star Wars, but you really like space opera, you might like mine to take its place. And no, don't, don't think that I'm being like all ego trippy right here and be like, one day I'm going to take over and it's all going to be about me. That's not what I'm doing. 
That's not what I'm doing at all. That's not my goal. That's not my dream. Well, that actually is my dream. Like, I would love to, like, have video games and comic books and movies and TV shows and all that, but that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> I don't think that I'm going to be the next Star Wars because my world's different. It's not Star Wars. Like, the only way I'm going to be the next Star Wars is if they hire me to write tie-ins or movies or comics. Then I'm going to be the next Star Wars. So don't... Don't get caught up in the little things now. Yes, this book, if I write to market, may be able to give me a little bit now, and it may be good, and might help me build. But if it's not going to serve that long term... See, this is the problem that I'm facing. Real talk. Real talk. I spent so much of my writing career writing to the market. I have nine books out. I have nine books out. And I am not all that proud of most of them because they were written to market. They were written because at the time I thought they would sell. And some of them I think are still good books, but others I'm just like, why did I make some of the decisions that I made? They weren't smart for me because they don't showcase my voice and what I'm wanting to do. And so I find myself, here we are, 15 years later, looking back at some of these books in the catalog and going, <laughs> you know, you know, maybe I should rewrite that. Don't put yourself in that place. Be proud of what you do and make sure that you're working to make books that you're proud of because this is about the long haul, not the short term. Look, I'm going to try not to make next Friday's episode like this one, because I feel like every Friday episode has been a version of this, just kind of building on what we said last week. And I'm hoping next week I'm not going to do that. I'm really hoping that next week I'm not going to do that, but I can make no promises. It all depends on what happens in the intervening week. But I'm going to say this to you right now, and I'm going to say it in the most upsetting way I can because it's the only way in my head. All right, fam, let's get out there and take over the world because that's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Look, the world is ready for us. The world is looking for something different, something strange, something interesting, because you know what? There's not going to be that much mainstream content this year. For all the things about the world being on fire, the world is really on fire. So if we can buckle down and get our projects out and get stuff out there that is of value to others, we can take over. We can win. We can hit those giant, giant goals that we want. Because the world is hungry for entertainment. And soon, those wells are going to start drying up. Now, they're going to get refilled eventually. But until then, there's going to be a gap. The internet became such a phenomenon. Not just because it existed, but because of the writer strikes that took stuff off TV. People didn't have ready access to the shows that they wanted, and they started looking for alternatives. I lived through it. I remember when people went, oh, there's this internet thing. Have you heard of this internet thing? And I'm like, yeah, I've been on it for years. But that's cool. Let me show you some of my favorite sites. <laughs> and that's what we're about to go through again. 
So get ready for the wild ride. Like now is our opportunity to strike. So do your best to try to get in there now. Because this is our time. This is the moment for us to come in and change everything. And we can do it. I have faith in you. I believe in you. And you should believe in yourselves. Because right now, with everything bad going on in the world, for creatives like us, this is our time. And it's time for the cats to start making noises at each other. Because of course it is. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a moment to rate it in whatever app that you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. Down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, that's a good place for them. But if you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. If you have a dollar that you could send my way, in the show notes, you will find a link to listener support, my Patreon, and coffee for one-time donations. Thank you so much to everyone who does that, especially you, Kat, who are who is one of my new patrons. You are awesome, and I will forever sing your praises. Thank you so much. It does mean the world to me. If you don't have any money right now, and you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. That's perfectly all right. But if you know anybody you think would like anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well, because in this industry, getting discovered is the hardest part. So consider sharing. All right. And now for the part that everyone calls my virtue signaling segment of the show, not everybody, but some people. But I say it because if I don't at least say it a little bit on the end of everything, I'm going to just scream it and dedicate the entire podcast to it. And I I don't have the mental energy for that. Remember, black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Trans identities are valid. One of these days, we will be beyond all this foolishness. But until then, stay out there, stay loud, stay proud. We can change the world. May you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye. Bye.